Good evening. This is Graveyard Shift, the podcast I make talking about classical music when I can't sleep at night. My name is Morgan, and tonight we're going to be talking about Chopin, in particular his Nocturne, uh, Nocturne number no. 1 in B-flat minor, Opus 9 number no. 2. Before I wanted to get into that, I wanted to thank everyone who's listening right now for listening this far and all of the family and friends that I've gotten feedback from. It really does mean a lot to me. And if you don't have me in your phone, you can tweet comments, concerns, complaints to at Morgan underscore JPEG, spelled JPG. And I don't get a lot of ads, so just say you're talking about Graveyard Shift and I'll know what you mean. So once again, thank you guys for listening this far, and I hope you'll continue to listen as I continue to develop insomnia. So let's talk a little bit about Chopin. He was Polish, born 1810, and died in 1849. And for those of you like me who aren't great at math, you'll see that he only lived to be 39 years old. He was sick for most of his life, as a lot of Europeans were, uh, in the 1800s because the sanitary conditions weren't great. But he wrote some really amazing pieces in his life. Now, although he grew up in Poland and trained there, he moved to Paris at 21. He was a child prodigy, and although most of his early music was lost, he did start composing fairly young. He was actually quite innovative with his performing style and his composing style. He invented different genres of music, including the ballad, which is kind of a large-scale piano piece that went on to be used by Brahms, Liszt, and Debussy. That being said, he actually drew upon quite a few influences, one of them particularly being Polish folk music, which is not something you often see is romantic composers taking folk music and elevating it and sophisticating it to something that's considered romantic. For this reason, he's often tied with the beginnings of nationalism, because during his life, Poland was going through some political trouble, and they were on the losing side. And to see this one Polish composer do amazing works and be recognized across Europe, they felt the sense of pride that's reminiscent of the nationalism we have today. He grew up in Warsaw studying the Romantic style like Beethoven and Clementi, and he actually ended up using the Clementi piano method with his own students. After he moved to Paris when he was 21, he got involved with salons, which were Parisian areas where you could talk and exchange ideas, and he composed a lot of pieces for that. One genre that was invented was nocturne in a salon, and he took that and sophisticated it. He almost exclusively, with few exceptions, wrote for solo piano, and even the concertos and the orchestra pieces that he wrote had a piano part, and the accompaniment, the other instruments, were more of a vehicle by which to show off the piano. His musical philosophy was a bit interesting. He 
believed in music for music's sake and not something by way of communicating a story or something that you could dance to. He believed in having the music as its own form of art, which was definitely a new emerging idea at the time. When it came to his own writing style, it's definitely not easy music. His, If you've ever seen a piece of his sheet music, the right hand and the left hand are totally independent of each other. This is something he emphasized in his own teaching style and noted that a lot of students just couldn't make both hands communicate very well together in terms of getting a coherent message across. Performing his pieces expressively is kind of a balancing act because they are meant to be performed very rubato, which means kind of freely. It's up to the performer to decide what tempo they take it at or where the dynamics go and what the overall expression is to get across. At the same time, with his own students, he was very big on keeping in time, keeping in tempo, and not dragging too much or too little. So it's very much like a seesaw, having to balance both at the same time. So finally, let's talk about the piece itself. Nocturne number one in B flat minor, opus nine number two. It's kind of a long name, but that's just the way that his music is organized. It's almost a theme in variations. Um, it has an A, A, B, A, B, A format. But with each theme, it gains more ornamentation and some variation within it. It's very melancholy. It's not sad, but it's nostalgic and kind of reminiscent of something. And very graceful, legato, and fluid, which is something he really thought his music should have. In the right hand, which has the higher notes, you'll hear the melody. See if you can't hear it repeat a few times. The main melody repeats three times, although with some variations. And in the left hand, you have kind of this waltz thing going on. That accentuates the 12-8 time and lets you feel it in three a bit better. The dynamics really help the shaping here. You can hear how it starts kind of quietly, but builds up towards the end to be at a fortissimo, so at least two Fs, and then comes back down really softly. Chopin often used improvisation in his composing for inspiration, and you can definitely hear that in this song. There's a couple things I'd like you to listen for as you listen to this piece. First of all, keep in mind in the left hand what's going on, how you can kind of feel the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, throughout the whole piece. Second, listen to the performer's tempo and what he chooses to bring out and how he slows down and when he slows down and when he speeds up. And think about how that relates to how you hear the piece and the feeling you get from the piece. So please enjoy Chopin's Nocturne Number 1 in B flat minor, Opus 9, Number 2. <laughs> 